Are you a driven, ambitious go-getter who knows that your life was made for more? You have this God-given stirring in you to do big things and know that your network marketing business plays a role in fulfilling that purpose? If so, you're in the right place. Hi friend, welcome to the Legacy Leader Podcast. I'm your host, Monique Scripp, wife, mom of three boys, speaker, and top business coach for network marketers. I'm also the co-creator of the course Multiply 2.0, a 12-week coaching program for those who want to scale their business in a sustainable way. I've worked with some of the top teams in direct sales to help them get results, and I'm here to help you. What if your purpose was beyond your paycheck and rank, but you were being positioned to leave a legacy through leading your team? I am on a mission to show you how network marketing can be done differently, how you have a life-changing platform, how you can overcome your roadblocks, have systems for success, and to give you the bold confidence to become the legacy leader. Hello, and welcome back to the podcast. If you missed last week's episode, we talked all about how to create your dream team, how to create this team of phenomenal leaders. And I gave you some tips of some things to put in place in order to create your dream team. So if you missed that episode, make sure you go watch it. Today, we are talking all about not abandoning your post. Okay, so we're going to talk today about what this means, because there is a lot going on about this difference between what is hustle culture versus what is hard work? And what does that look like? And people will ask me that question because I'm very vocal about what it looks like to keep your priorities in the right place as an entrepreneur. And especially in today's day and age where there is so much of a push towards like striving and success and achieving the next this and the next that and posting on social media and having this just um, image of success that, you know, I really talk a lot about, but, but why did you start your business? What is it that's most important? And you asking yourself that question of why did I start my network marketing business? I think when you get really, really clear on that, and that's something I would encourage you after this episode, stop and really write that down, write down that answer. Why did I get started in my business? What is my why? Was it so I could have more time with my family? For a lot of people here, the answers, okay? Extra income, the ability to replace your full-time income, the ability to be super present with your kids and be the one to pick them up from school, drop them off at school, be home in the summers, be really involved, travel. These are the reasons why people get started. But oftentimes when you get started, there's absolutely nothing wrong with hard work. I am a big believer in working hard and being diligent. I don't believe that someone can be successful in their network marketing business if they don't work hard, if they don't really work hard and persevere and be diligent and prudent and all of those things. That is what is required. That is a prerequisite to be successful in your business. But I also believe that there's a fine line between that and getting distracted. So going back to the question that I asked, that I said people ask a lot is like, you know, what is hustle culture? Like, what does that mean? And I really believe that the line that gets crossed between working hard and getting distracted is when you lose sight of your why. 
you lose sight of your priorities. You abandon your post, okay? So you come in and you're like, okay, the thing that's most important to me is I want time flexibility and pouring into my family and all of these things. And then you go to, you know, whatever, um, and you get distracted and you lose sight of, maybe you tell yourself, all right, this year I'm going to go top 10 in my company. There's nothing wrong with having these goals. Okay, let me be super clear on that. You say, I'm going to go top 10 in my company. And you're chasing after this. And the very thing that you said you wanted this business for, you totally neglect in pursuit of your goal. So I think when you are making that exchange, when you are saying, I am going to neglect my family in pursuit of X goal, that is when you you get distracted and you lose sight of your post. Okay. So, and I'll tell you that this is something that I continually have to work on and continually have to be refining. You know, an example of this is like, if I tell my kids, so right now it's summertime. If I tell my kids, hey, I'm going to be done working today at two o'clock and at two o'clock, um, I'll stop and let's go do something fun. I'll take you all to the pool or we'll go do something. Okay. And let's say two o'clock rolls around and I'm like, oh my goodness, I still have so much I need to get done today. And um, I see my kids are still watching TV. I'm like, oh, let me just work an extra hour. And without fail, five minutes later, someone's knocking on my door. Mom, you said you'd be done at two. You said we'd go do this. You said we, you know, and I have, um, I have allowed myself to get distracted to do what I, you know, to work more than what I said I was going to work. Okay. These are examples of the things that you can do and compromise what you said you were going to do. So if it's, hey, these are the hours that we agree on as a family that I am going to work. Um, these are the days that I'm going to work. If you get distracted from that, you lose sight of your priorities. And sometimes when people are, are asking why their spouse may not be on board with their business, like there are times people will come to me and they'll be like, oh man, you know, my spouse is just not on board with my business. There could be a couple reasons for that, but one of those reasons is if you get started in your network marketing business and all of a sudden your evenings went from spending time with your husband, um, you know, spending time with your family, and now you're all of a sudden on a team call one night and a training another night and an opportunity call one night, and you know, your family is not seeing as much of you and you always have your phone in your face. Well, yes, they're going to feel resentment towards that. And so, you know, I really believe in setting business hours, but I also believe in making sure that your family knows that they are a priority. I have seen time and time again where people don't do this and they regret it and they look back and they say, well, I achieved this and this and this in my business, but I lost my family along the way. And I'm telling you, I'm telling you this. I'm like, if I were in a room with you, I'd be like holding your face, like saying this. I am telling you because I have had these conversations behind the scenes with people is they will not say these things out loud, but oftentimes a lot of things end up getting sacrificed for the sake of success, quote unquote success, or a certain rank or a certain income or a certain goal. And so I want to encourage you, do not abandon your post. You can still work hard. You can still work towards your goals. You can still be diligent and 
um, disciplined and driven and ambitious and go after the things that you want to go after, but you have to do it the right way. Okay. You cannot get distracted. You have to do it the right way. So I have read, um, I read this book and there was, it was all about being like what it looks like to be a godly wife and mom. And it was, it was a great book that just talked a lot about just different practical ways of what that looks like. And so she had a chapter on being a working mom and just some tips and different things, advice for the working mom. And in the chapter, there was somebody who had, um, who she had interviewed or had contributed to this part of the chapter. And she was telling a story about how she had, she didn't need to work from a financial perspective, but she really wanted to, she had this drive to work outside the home and to do more and more. And so as she was doing more and more in her work, she was having her kids be in childcare longer and more often and have different people who are watching them. And so when all of this happened, when all this was happening, um, she found out something came out where she found out that her child was being sexually abused. And when she found this out, she felt this tremendous amount of guilt, just immediately felt this guilt. Like, how could I have just been chasing after, you know, my goals and be so driven and working and doing all of these things. And I totally missed the fact that this was happening to my kids. She just felt this huge amount of guilt as a mom of, you know, could I have kept this from happening? Okay, so I want to give a huge disclaimer here that if something has ever happened to a child of yours, or if something in the future ever happens to one of your children, in no way is it a mom's fault. Okay, I want to be super, super clear that you're hearing what I'm saying with this. It is not a mom's fault. If something happens to a child, there is, there are sick people in this world. There is abuse that happens. Unfortunately, there are people who you trust and that you think are trustworthy and that you think you feel comfortable with. And sometimes in life, things happen. And you as a mom, um, you are not to blame for that happening. So I want to be really clear about that. If you're listening to this and you have experienced this, you've walked through this, you found out something about one of your children, do not take this as a, um, as this is you, okay? But I just thought it was an interesting observation of what the mom, what she said, like what her observation was about this. So um, in my recent adult years, in my adulthood, I have found out about a friend of mine, somebody who I was friends with in childhood, who it came out um, recently that this person had experienced some abuse. This person was abused uh, when we were kids. And of course, in childhood, it was never talked about, you know, this person did not uh, share this. Um, but in recent years, it you know, this person decided that they were talking about it, sharing about it. So um, when they shared it with me, I was just shocked, just completely shocked because um, I was in, you know, when this person was telling me the situation that had happened, I was in close proximity um, when it happened and had no idea 
that that had happened. And I just remember it being like a shock, but also making me very, very hyper aware of my own kids. And am I doing everything to protect them? Am I aware? Like, am I blind to the fact that things happen to kids and kids get abused and situations happen and things like that? Or, um, you know, what can I do to protect that? It just made me a lot more aware of the evil that goes on in the world and how we have no idea sometimes that it's even happening and just being a lot more mindful of that. So um, we have been on vacation. I'm actually recording this on the balcony. If you're hearing like trucks go by and things in the parking lot, um, sitting in the, in the balcony of our hotel as I'm recording this, but I just, um, I really felt like this message was important and I wanted to get it out this week. So um, uh, we have been on vacation and I don't normally watch a whole lot of television because I am, um, you know, just really disciplined with my time and I don't have a whole lot of time devoted to television every once in a while before bed or whatever. But, um, but because we're on vacation, I've been into some documentaries and some series and different things like that, that I have been watching. So I got caught up in this, uh, documentary. It was a two part series. And basically it was two boys who are now men who had shared their story of abuse that they had experienced by Michael Jackson. And it was just so, um, man, it was so, so heartbreaking to watch. I think just being a mom of boys, it was just very, um, it was just very heartbreaking to, to watch it and to really um, hear their story and hear their account. And so it follows them, it just talked about them from probably age five to seven, all the way through um, adulthood. They're both in their thirties now. And it also interviewed their moms, both of their moms. And so they shared their accounts and then the moms shared the, you know, their account. So of course, all of us have heard these allegations before. And if you're, if you've at all watched the news, like, you know, you've pretty much heard these stories. So when you hear about this abuse that has taken place, you know, from the outside perspective, you hear about that and you're like, how in the world could somebody allow their child to go to spend the night with a, you know, man in his 30s? Like, how could anybody, you know, people have heard about uh, Michael Jackson having all these sleepovers with kids and all, you know, and from the outside, it's like, what in the world? How could you, as a mother, how could you at all let your child go spend the night with a stranger, right? Okay, but in the documentary, the way that they shared this story it was just very interesting because they talked a lot about both of the moms said that they felt like um, Michael Jackson, both of them separately said they felt like Michael Jackson was like another son to them. They talked about how he was super involved with their families. He was always, um, you know, vacationing with them and spending a lot of time with them and constantly in communication with their family. One of the families, um, he bought them a new home and just all of these things where he had a really strong relationship with these families to the point where the families felt like, you know, he was family to them and he was close to them and they trusted him. And one of the things he said was, you know, to both of the families that they had, that they were um, interviewing throughout this documentary, he had told both of the families, you know, your son 
has so much potential and I would love to mentor him and help him and get him into the music industry. And so part of why their boys were spending time at, um, you know, with Michael Jackson was because he was quote unquote mentoring them and helping them get into the music industry, the dancing industry, all this different stuff. So fast forward to the end. Okay. So at the very end, um, you know, both people end up uh, in their thirties. Now get this. They never said anything their entire life. In their 30s, they decided to, as they started their own families, and this is what happens a lot of times with abuse. As people start their own families, they're like, you know what? I've got to, I've got to um, get rid of all this shame that I feel. And they share. They open up and they share. So both of them shared. And so the moms, you know, find out um, about the abuse that had been taking place. And both moms separately share how they felt such guilt and such um, responsibility, you know, as a mom. And they said, um, so, you know, one of the moms specifically, her son was an only child. And the words that she used, she said, I had one job. She said, I only had one child. She said, I had one job and I failed my son. And I just remember thinking, like, watching that, thinking, oh, my goodness, like, what a burden, you know, that she feels. And she said, I got so caught up in the glitz and the glam and the, you know, the trips and doing this and doing that. And it was Michael Jackson and he was doing all this first. I got so caught up that I did not even see what was going on. So when it comes to your network marketing business, or if you're not in network marketing, you're listening to this podcast and you're a working mom. And you're so caught up in the next thing and the next this and the next that and working extra hours. You're so caught up that you don't even see what is happening. And again, I want to say it. I want to emphasize if something happens to one of your children, it is not your fault as a mom. I want to be super clear in saying that. But I think it's a helpful reminder when you do hear other people's perspectives who have walked through something happening to their kids, that it is a reminder of, you know, we cannot abandon our post. We cannot lose sight of the thing that is most important. Okay. So those are some scenarios um, that have come up recently that have just had me thinking about, you know, just abuse and just the side of, um, you know, being aware as a mom of what's going on um, in your kid's life, who's, who is pouring into their life, who's spending time with them, you know, all of that kind of stuff. Um, but then the other side is just in general being that central part of your family and being that, um, you know, the moms specifically hold such an important role in being that glue to your family, keeping your family together. And so I think anytime as a mom, you get distracted, you are losing sight of what is most important. Okay, so recently, um, two people that I have looked up to and admired um, have had some things go on in their families that I'm just gonna be super vague that, um, you know, basically their families are being torn apart. And both of these people are extremely successful people that I've admired, I've looked up to, you know, I've I've admired the way that they run their businesses. But it has just been a, it's just been a reminder, like, 
a reminder that what you see is not always what you see. It's not always the truth. Okay. What you see is not always the truth. And so praying for a level of discernment and not getting so caught up in the next thing that you lose your kids, you lose your relationship with your kids, you lose your marriage, you lose your trust with your family. It is not worth it. There is nothing in your business that is worth losing your family. There is no rank that is worth abandoning what is most important. And so when you see people that are going after these things in replacement of their kids, okay, in replacement, that's what I'm talking about. I'm not just talking about working hard, but in replacement of their kids, stop seeing that and admiring that and instead have tunnel vision where you are intentional and prayerful and you're asking God, like, what is it that you want me to do in my business? And how can I always keep my family a priority? How can I always honor what's most important? How can I not get caught up in greed and comparison and all of these different things? Not looking to the left, not looking to the right, but being so clear in the direction in which you are going. That is a legacy leader. Okay. That is a legacy leader. So I want you to think about that today. I want you to think about how can you really be clear on the vision and the mission that you have in your business? How can you be clear in honoring your marriage and really keeping your marriage a priority, prioritizing your spouse, spending time with your spouse, spending time with your kids while you are still going after your goals? And do not abandon your post. If you need help with that, that is one of the reasons why we created our Multiply 2.0 program because it literally is a blueprint that gives people exactly what to do, exact strategy, and how to do it in a way that's sustainable instead of, you know, just um, working yourself to death and losing sight of your priorities. We teach you how to do it in a sustainable way and how to still get results. So if that is anything that you would like to be a part of, it's our 12-week coaching program. Reach out to me and I'd love to share with you more information. Thank you so much for listening to the Legacy Leader Podcast. If this episode blessed you, can I ask you to leave a five-star review and share on Instagram and Instagram stories? You can tag me at at Monique Script Coaching, and you may be part of our weekly giveaway. For more ways for us to connect, go to MoniqueScript.com.